My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, this is me, Michael. Today I'm joined by Sean and Sean only. There's no one else here. Right, go on. Dave, Dwight. Dwight's away on holiday. Dwight's in Barbados, that's a legit excuse. We'll, we'll Dave's not that. on holiday. David is back from holiday. David could well and truly be here right now. He is just... He's was it, two weeks ago the weather was too good? It was too hot. Now, what, it's too English over here? Oh, I just, I, he's a part-timer, I'm sick of him. I'm absolutely sick. Well, anyway. So like, the best two are here anyway. That's that's what the fans want to hear, yeah. Yeah, so the best ones are here, so that's fine. We'll just go with that. Right, so first of all, before anything, a massive shout out to the New Age boys. I went to their, their yeah. live pod this week, or last week now. A brilliant show, great night. Everyone enjoyed themselves. How many people were there? I think they were sold out, and I think the capacity was about 80 people. So they've... 80,000. 80,000, yeah. 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 Um, and, and again, Andy, Martin... And Terry, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Terry was. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> drunk, I'll just go mm. with. But he was good, and I do like the way. We, it's the same when you listen to the one. I love the way Andy reins him in. Yeah, when he goes off on one, and he's like, "No, no, 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 I'm just no, I'm not having that." And he calls him up, and he and he calls bullshit. And I think that was brilliant. But yeah, fair play to him. Like I said, they packed out the the venue. They had a really good panel. Steve Goodwin, uh, Linus Udofia, Hannah Rankin. Um, Dave Cook Allen. Dave Allen made an appearance and Cook you know the guy who was going to fight Kill Brook yeah Brandon Cook Brandon Cook he was there uh, and I'm a fan of him as well he was a really nice guy he gave a really honest account of how it's been on the matchroom issue and everything with the, the fights and whether or not he thought Kell Brook was really injured right. he, he didn't just just to say that but um, yeah fair play to the boys I look forward to the third one if if you follow them on Twitter as well next time make sure you try and get a ticket because it's well worth your your entry fee anyway how much was it uh, I think it was like £12 plus a booking fee so it was about 12 30 quid. so it's more than Usyk versus um... oh, when you put it like that it's quite expensive yeah it's more than a Usyk fight but it was less but you have to go out as well so somewhere in between Usyk yeah. and Dylan White <laughs> okay that's quite so good that's, that's where you are in the scale <laughs> okay better than Usyk but not as good as Dylan White yeah so no but it was a great show and I really enjoyed it anyway so yeah. shout out to the boys uh Next bullet point would have been um, Danny Williams versus Lee McAllister at the weekend. Yeah. The former lightweight Lee McAllister KO. Former heavyweight <laughs> Danny Williams. KO Danny Williams. Danny Williams. Uh, got, now, you know when you're going to look back at people's records over time and you're going to be like, oh, Danny Williams, yeah, isn't he the guy that beat Mike Tyson? Like, yeah, yeah, but now if you beat him, then that means that he's better than Mike Tyson, McAllister. So McAllister would have beaten Tyson. I would have thought so. If only he just stepped up a bit sooner, he could have. Yeah, if he'd have gone up from yeah. lightweight in like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, well, he would have been in the mix then, wouldn't he? Jesus, no, I don't suppose anyone's even put it that. They haven't probably thought about it that deep. But yeah, I think, I think that's a bit of a statement by McAllister. Actually, <laughs> is he relevant? <laughs> can't in the can't now? Can't <laughs> keep my face straight. Sorry, no, that's shocking. That's shocking. I, I, it's just shocking. I can't believe it was for a, a, a world title. Yeah, I use the term loosely. The what was it? WB. 
WBU, that's the fifth. That's sort of. Oh most, no, 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 no! It's still no. more. It's better than IBO. Yeah, it's definitely. The belt's not as nice, but I think I think it's more prestigious. All right, fair enough. I think, uh, yeah, as a standalone belt, I think it's got. A lot of... <laughs> it's only good when it's alongside another that's belt. It, yeah, because well, didn't Hatton try and make the WBU a thing? Like, didn't he win it? Oh yeah, probably. probably yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't really know what the point of that fight was. I, I, I don't I don't know. Well, um, we we can safely report as well. It's been widely reported, but Danny Williams has now actually retired. Oh, he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think getting beaten by a lightweight or former lightweight was the final straw. You can't. There's no coming back from that. No, I don't think. I don't think he's going to come back. Um, it's just what McAllister goes on to do now. <laughs> Sport. So His phone's ringing off the hook. Don't as we be speak. surprised to see him on a pay per view in the next sort of six months or so. I'm sure. He's in, the, he's in the heavyweight mix now. Listen, he's got to be. He's got to be. He's, he's taken on one of the top, well, one of the, the belt holders, so fair play to him. Yep. So moving on to uh, to other relevant heavyweights. Other relevant. Other relevant <laughs> yeah, yeah. heavyweights. Yeah. Not quite in the class of McAllister yet. Yeah. Parker White. Yeah. Not to recap the fight. No need. Everybody's seen it. Everybody knows yeah. it. was a decent scrap now. Yeah. What does this do for either man? Parker now, I mean, what is he, 26, is he 26? Maybe yeah. Maybe. Two losses. Everyone keeps asking the question, can he come again? Um, I'm going to say that he's never going to come again, 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 I don't know. Um, he doesn't need to. I, I tweeted the other day, I just think he's just going to be like a Madonna now. He's just I match uh, money. As, as, as boring as it sounds, I actually completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I was that interested in this comeback because he didn't perform in the Joshua fight. And I don't think he performed in his three or four fights before that. Didn't look good against Fury. Didn't really look good against Akam. Even when he won the belt, he didn't look that great. Yes, I mean, you're back and over the fight, that the fights, was could, like could, Ruiz and all that, yeah. they've just not been interesting. They've not been great. So fair play to him. Sky bigged him up for about three years before they did it. And now they've, they've had two pay-per-views with him on it. So I guess they've done a good job there, haven't they? Yeah, I mean they've they've milked him, but at the same time he's come out of it very well. So yeah, he can't argue. But I I, I think he's exactly right. It's the old was it, Carl Froch thing. It's difficult to get up and go running when you've yeah woken up in silk pajamas, and I think that's going to be the case now. Yeah, and and it's just who fights him, and who does he want to fight? I mean he doesn't he can't lose again. But he's got he's got to fight somebody, and it's I just think the whole heavyweight thing is completely mixed up now. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Um, Again, we talk about the heavyweights all the time. We said maybe three years ago, there's only five that really matter. I don't even know. There's probably two now. And maybe and one. Then 20 underneath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably only one that really matters now because it doesn't seem like that one's going to fight anyone else that matters. So it's all about him really, isn't it? And that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, Dylan White. <laughs> yeah. How good of a win is it for him? Um... Sky are obviously this is like their huge well, it's good deal. for him it's good, it's good for uh, look I, I thought it was good that they were fighting each other I mean obviously the fact it's on pay-per-view and they're earning more money than they would have in any other circumstance anywhere else in the world in any other era <laughs> yeah uh, when you put it like that fair play to them for doing it but they got well paid for it I'm sure so it's a good win because he fought someone else who was just lost his world title but doesn't really change anything for Dylan White I don't think other than he's just got a bit more money um, I don't think anybody I don't think he, he's better in anybody's eyes I mean if you think he's better on the basis of that 
than you thought before, then obviously um, you probably didn't watch his fights before. And you obviously had a high opinion of Joseph yeah. Parker. Yeah, and Joseph Parker, I don't know, he just didn't like it. He, he, I don't know what he was doing. He started off really well, I thought, and he was making White look quite awful. And then he just got dragged into a fight with White. Or, or White dragged him into a fight, whichever way. But White was still doing the same things where he just... I don't know what it is, if his arms are too long or his fists are too heavy, but he just looks like he misses a lot. And when he misses, he sort of overreaches and he's off balance so much. He just looks terrible. And he's just going to get knocked out like that. I was gonna, the way I describe it is, you know when you watch the Olympics and you see the hammer throwers? Yeah. And obviously as they're spinning, the hammer's slightly behind them as they're going round. Yeah. That's what it seems to be his shots are like his body rotates and then his hand seems to come round like it's being just dragged yeah. by the, the sw- sw- by the twist of his body rather than him throwing a shot yeah. out it is a, it, like I said it's a, it's a strange technique but like I said at times it can make him look quite amateurish because he misses quite badly as well I mean the, the thing about White and, and probably I've, I've sort of not defended him but I don't think there's many people that definitely beat him um I think Joshua definitely beats him. That might be it, really. Definitely beats him. Definitely. So, so where do you think he's at in terms of Deontay right now? I don't know. I mean, you'd back Wilder. I, I would back Wilder, but you never know what happens to Wilder if he gets in a proper fight where someone's putting pressure on him and he can't get that shot off. The and only he, thing with... The problem with White is that he probably could get that shot off because he's going to leave a gap. Yeah, he he he's never really beaten anybody good convincingly. Um, and the whole Chisora thing now, like I don't I don't know where this leaves Chisora. I don't, this I don't is know. unreal. Like, we'll, we'll obviously move on to the Chisora attack and fight in a minute, but well, where does it leave AJ? Well, what's what's peculiar? I said Dylan White did a better job on Parker than AJ did. Um. I don't know. He knocked him down twice, but he was kind of life and death at the end. Yeah. AJ but beat just him quite, like quite sheer Yeah. But then it was, a, I know obviously every referee is different, but it was just a completely different fight. The AJ fight, no one was allowed to scrap. Yeah. If it was the same referee then, that fight at the weekend would have been awful because yeah. it was very, like dragging each other in. And yeah. Like that first knockdown for, for Parker, I've never seen such a hard headbutt <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a ring, yeah. and I couldn't believe that they'd given the the standing the standing count for that. It was just it just seemed yeah. ridiculous. But again, obviously we see replays, and the referee has to make a split decision straight away. Yeah. But it was, like you said, it was he was dragged into a dogfight somewhere he shouldn't have been. Yeah. But I I think he did a better job on Parker than AJ did. Chisora did a far better job on Takan than AJ did. But again, like you say, the referee. The, that referee didn't seem to want to let them get apart. No, that was odd. Yeah, that was that, that that first round, especially like Takam basically, like Chisora, fair play to him. And now when you see the sparring footage that came out of him and Bryant Jennings, like he's been. That's how he's been sparring. He's it's quite brutal. Um, yeah, he's been he's been prepared for that. that, that and it yeah. shows good sense. Like, I mean, I, I was I, I was adamant. That I thought Takam would like. I would have bet my house on it that he'd beat Chisora. I just thought there's no way of Chisora winning that fight. Do you know what it is? Because Chisora is not a knockout artist. No. Like, if we were to go, he probably has got some good knockouts, but he hasn't got, like, a mad highlight reel from... And he's been a pro for, what, about 15 years or something? Yeah. He's had big fights, and he makes his way through. He stops people. He has stopped people. But then, then, you know, we were talking about it earlier, that 
right, when he fought Hay, he was a young heavyweight and he was considered to be one of the best in the world then, sort of like a world-level contender. And he's got worse and now he's got better again. And I don't know, has he got better again or has the standard gone down? Or It's like when, like I was saying to you earlier, it's like a footballer, if they... If you get like an amazing, like if Messi and Ronaldo, if, if Ronaldo carries on to these 40 and wins five more Champions Leagues and Messi retires in two years' time, who's a better footballer? Just because you can hang around longer, does that make you better? Yeah. Um, and like, so Chisora is never going to be regarded as better than David Hay, but if Chisora goes on and wins a few more fights and beats Tony Bellew, for example, suddenly he's really yeah, so better. Like, like, yeah, so it's, I think that's, there's an element of that with Chisora. All he's done is beaten a 37 year old. Who's on the back of a loss already? In a fight that was kind of, it was a fifty-fifty fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the way they fought it, yeah. it was always just going to be someone's going to go down eventually. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a case of like he bludgeoned him to death. It was just like both of them guys were going to be knackered after if it went sort of ten rounds, they were both going to be out on their feet. And and it was like, uh, it was like what happened to Dylan White in the last round. Yeah. Just because when you're so knackered, yeah, you're going to get caught and you're going to go down just because you're so knackered. And I thought that was going to happen. It got to the stage where it's obvious that one of them were going to go. So again, like I said before, this is that we've had we had a pay per view show where the three big winners were Dylan White, Derek Chisora, and Dave Allen. It's like it's deja vu, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just is that pay per view? Dylan White, Derek Chisora. And see, this is the thing. You have winners. to judge. When someone tries to say it's a pay-per-view event, you have to judge it at the point they tell you it's pay-per-view. You can't make your decision afterwards. Which, yeah. obviously, now everyone... Is, I said it on Twitter. Everyone's just sucking up to Eddie Hearn. Oh, see, fucking he got it spot on. He was right. He was brilliant. Yeah. That's fine. We can we can admit now it was a good show. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it was a pay-per-view what's event. Ha- what's happened to the funding in boxing from Sky Sports then that you can't get... Uh, Joseph Parker against a Dylan White and a Chisora against Takam. Why isn't there not enough money without pay per view to put those? Fun- they're not world. Well, okay, they are world class operators, but they're not sort of like. They're not they money spinners. Sh- yeah, they should. They should be able to put that on with a sellout of the O2. There should be enough money in the pot from just normal Saturday night fight night. I think that's the criteria, yeah. isn't it? So, I mean, I was. I said we. Were, I think I'd said it before in the pot. So I wasn't going to repeat it again, but I, my theory on that is. Uh, is that this was all tied up for, for Parker within the AJ negotiations. He had a, a figure in his mind of what he wanted to fight AJ. Yeah. Matchroom's thinking is, we can't let everyone know that this is what we're going to pay him. Mm. Say, I don't know, I have no idea what the figures were. Say he, he wanted 10 million and they only want to give him five. So then you have this point where you think, right, we're gonna, you're going to sign the deal, you're going to get your five million now, yeah. but we'll give you another fight. Yeah. for another five and you'll get yeah. excess on top of that as well I really believe that this was tied up within AJ's negotiations that you'll fight AJ win or lose you come back and you can fight someone else in London you'll get X amount of money that you actually wanted from that percentage you should have had from the AJ fight we've saved face and AJ's got his 75% or whatever it is for this fight and you're going to get all the money you want Yeah, and I can't I just can't see any other reason why this had to be a pay-per-view no, no. matter what happened then the fighters that dropped out the fights that were put on and then cancelled. Although, no although to the things that he heard, he did say that it was only one fight that was affected by pullouts because the first one that got pulled out was replaced by another one that pulled out. So you only yeah. lost one fight. Which but is... then we, we were supposed to have Boazzi versus uh, Summers as well, yeah. which should have been a cracking fight. Yeah. As it was, it was Summers pulled out, yeah. so we couldn't fight. So we see Boazzi, who I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but I'm such a big fan of. Mm. 
fighting a nobody again, mm-hmm. sparking him out. But okay, so Boazzi does that, and Eddie Hearn calls him the best prospect in world boxing after being a nobody. In the same breath, criticizes Andy Yard for fighting nobodies. I hate, I hate all this. I mean, it's just, I think, I think Eddie Hearn. I've come round to liking Eddie Hearn again. Like, I quite like everything about what's going on at the moment, but the amount of bullshit that's going on with this Joshua Wilder stuff. I'm just, I'm a fan of Eddie Hearn's actions rather than yeah. his words now. Yeah, and like, do you know, I can't, Barry is the, I just can't stand him. I think he's just been gone in the head for a long yeah. time now. Yeah. Like, he actively, he contradicts himself in the same sentences, yep. like, one one after the other. He'll say well, I did one. like the, the video today when he said, he called uh, Dave White a fatso. Yeah. Dave Allen. I walked in and I called <laughs> Dave White a fatso and I was sitting and I was like, hold on. It's a bit harsh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty accurate. Um, but like, there's clips come out now where Eddie Hearn's saying um, they never made us an offer. But then there's a clip of Barry Hearn saying Anthony Joshua turned down the offer. Yeah, because he didn't <laughs> think it was real. Yeah. Like, well, which, one is on. it, which one is it? Yeah. Um, I, I just hate all that. And I, I just think, look at Dylan White now. And he's like, Dylan White, fair enough, he's earning money himself. And he's, in, he's earning too much money in my mind for the level of fighter he is. And that's why he's always going to love Eddie Hearn. Like, that's why fighters obviously love Eddie Hearn because he's got this model now where if you're half decent and you're in any way linked to Andy Joshua, like whether it's by like through a common fighter or a common opponent, you'd probably be you able to get it. away with pay-per-view somehow. Um, and and look, people are going to buy it. So unfortunately, I don't agree that that was a pay-per-view event, but... But people bought it. Yeah, so he's, he's, in, the he's in the right. He's doing the best thing for his fighters and his fighters are earning more money because there's enough people in this country who are willing to buy that stuff. This is the way, the point where you realise... And we've seen it this week with the World Boxing Super Series that it's a business and yeah. it's obviously about making money. Yeah. He doesn't have, well, he does have an obligation to to make it interesting for us as fans. Yeah. But it's not his main objective. No. His idea, his his business is to make money for himself yeah. and his fighters, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. As I said, one well, we've seen it with George Groves versus Callum Smith going to Jeddah in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Who's going to go to that? I told you, I had a look at it, it's nearly a £1,000 for a return flight to get on that week to go. Is it? And then you're going to have to pay a couple hundred quid for a ticket. Do you love George Groves or Callum Smith that much? There no. will be some people that do. Yeah, Bear in mind, you can't even have a beer in the stadium. Yeah, I'd be a bit worried about going there, to be honest. Don't know why, but it's just... I'd think twice about going to Saudi Arabia. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's not a... Uh, I don't think it's unfair. Obviously, there's the laws are very different. You have to understand exactly where you're going mm. and what you can and can't do because the punishments can be quite severe. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot of money being pumped in from somewhere to justify this happening. Because how many people are they going to fight in front of now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what. It wouldn't surprise me if it was quite a lot. It, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was probably fifty thousand. I don't. I don't know what the arena is. I don't know if it's a stadium or arena. It wouldn't surprise me. If it, it, it could if, be if one, it, yeah, it if it's two thousand really. or if it's thirty thousand, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, way. the money has obviously been put up by somebody mm. to justify it, and the Sourlands or the World Boxing Super Series have gone right. Well, this is the, this is where the money's coming from. This is where we're going to go. But I don't think everyone was really shocked and surprised by it. But wasn't the Usyk fight supposed to be there? And then he said no, he won't fight there. Mm. So they they changed it. But it's it's obviously it was set in stone that they would mm. have one of the finals there. Yeah. I mean, look at. Um, on the money side of it, you just look at how much money Dylan White is going to end up at making Anthony Joshua over the next. Well, when you look at since the time they fought to n- till probably the next two years, 
Dylan White just existing and being on Matchroom has probably saved Joshua having to fight Wilder. He's a he's a buffer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost like you got to get through White to fight. Yeah, me. he's. But then actually, even when you get through White, I'm just gonna fight White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then then I'll fight you after we've both fought White. And so once we've like... just washed him completely, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's completely out of game, yeah. then we'll have a scrap together. Um, Takam's finished now, isn't he? Yeah, but again, he'll just keep going. In the around. same way that I thought Chizora was finished. It's an interesting point. To T- Takam, who who beats Takam? Lee McAllister. Well, that's that's what it seems. They're on a bit of a collision course, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's been, been brewing well. for a while. It's going to be on the, on the undercard in Jeddah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I could see, I could see a Chizora Takam rematch, if Vedi Hearn's struggling. Um, I think, I think people will buy that, won't they? After yeah, the first fight, yeah. um, I can see the Chizora White rematch. If White can't get AJ or Wilder, I could see Chisora Allen now. You could see Chisora Price. Wow. You, you that Chisora is. Would you definitely say Dylan White beats Chisora? And Dylan White's supposedly number no, two in the world. No, I said before. Three I think Chisora beat him the first time, and I think he'd probably beat him again. So Chisora top five now. Oh God, this is this is where we're at now. But then, do I think Chisora beats Joe Joyce? I don't know. Do you think Tillam White beats Joe Joyce? I don't know. I think probably. <laughs> okay. Probably, possibly. Again, we haven't seen Joyce tested. So is it just the top two and then everyone else? So we're down from the top five to the top two? I think Yeah, I think this is what we said it before. There's, there's two top people and then after that, it's just everybody scrapping at exactly the same level. And we are literally talking now from on the, on the from the weekend, like from Dave Allen all the way up. Yeah. So what happens now? Haven't we got a question about Fury and... Yeah, Wilder? so it came in from North Point Brent and it's... Um, does Fury fight Wilder before AJ? Um, I think if Fury fights Wilder... And if, if, if it's going to happen when they're saying it's going to happen at the end of this year, which I hope it doesn't happen because I think Wilder will probably win... Um, if it happens say middle of next year and Fury fights Wilder I don't think AJ will ever fight Wilder I think Fury will beat Wilder and then AJ yeah, dodged the a bullet and then basically Joshua avoids getting knocked out and probably doesn't have to fight in America just wait for Fury it's very strange isn't it like you said it's just all the, the bullshit that's going around but have you ever seen somebody turn down more money to fight at home for less money um, no but they're admitting that he's done that yet some of the AJ and Matchroom fans are still just denying that that even happened even oh, though, no, that, even though the Hearns have come out and said yeah that he's turned down more money because he wants to keep it in England for the fans it's like, no. that's just that's, that's bollocks that, that, is Eddie, that contradicts everything Eddie Hearn ever says about good advice to his, to his boxers about yeah. getting great deals he, he's basically advising his fighter to turn down he's probably missing out on 50 million because weren't they saying this like eighty million dollars or something when it's fifty yeah. million guaranteed purse plus thirty million whatever. Um, and I don't understand why there's this weird acceptance of what Eddie Hearn and Barry Hearn are saying that. It's like Deontay Wilder is sponsored by, or sorry, promoted by someone like Mick Hennessy or something like that. Like it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Is it like Mick Hennessy came out and said to Joshua, "Well, I've got Huey Fury. <laughs> I'm going to put up eighty million. You'd think, all right, go come on then. 
Yeah, your house isn't worth that. Don't, no, no, but don't like, do we're talking about Al Heyman. We're talking about um, Espinosa. And these guys are put on what? Yeah. Like three of on the, the biggest, biggest fights yeah. of all time. Yeah. So it's very 50 weird. million is, is essentially small change. Yeah. And it's very, very weird that they need to see a written and this, contract I think this first. is where you see a lot with the, the fans and obviously we, we're not great fans of the term casual but you know the ones that they don't follow American boxing Yeah, they don't know the politics around it they just all they know about boxing is what they get from Sky Sports and IFL yeah. so they, they listen to what Eddie Hearn says Yeah. so they don't realise that like you said like Al Heyman's stuff that they're putting up 200 million dollars for some of these fights yeah, yeah. saying Floyd come and fight we'll, you'll get 180 million guaranteed yeah. anything over that you can keep whatever yeah. Blah blah blah, and they're still making money. Yeah. For them to say we'll give you fifty million dollars, it's it's not a stretch. No. And that's what I find astonishing that Hearn's come out and said, essentially, we yeah we, we need to see the proof of the money. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. I don't imagine that flipping Conor McGregor was was saying right, show me that you've actually got this, you know, this hundred million that I'm supposedly mm. going to get. And you'd only have to look at him now to mm. know that he did get that money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just said this is where you see that fans they, they only pay attention to the stuff over here yeah and you don't know very much about the not even so much the politics even just the short-term history of american boxing of what what's happening there i get it british boxing is, is at its best at the minute and you can argue that it's where boxing is at, at the minute the, the worry i have with what's happening with fury now like over the last couple of days is it's either going to happen and he's basically said today if he beats pianetta deal's done um, if that's the case I'm a bit worried because I don't want Fury to lose but I think if it's the end of this year I'd back Wilder to win that just like purely on speed and and him just simply catching him yeah just catching him at some stage and okay he might not he might he might not at all I mean there's been fights where Wilder has looked awful um, but you know with Wilder now we've seen it and we've seen it now that if he's if he needs to do something in the 11th 10th 11th 12th round he'll he try and do it, it. He's not going to be like a Joseph Parker and just get to the final bell and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then really Fury's got to be in line for the same criticism that AJ and Matramar for talking a good game but not doing it. I this this week has made me feel about Fury, and I'm so glad he's back and I really want to see him do well. It's almost like a bit of a David Hay comeback. Yeah. Because he knows he can come back, he can get involved in very big fights very quickly and make a lot of money to set him up essentially for life. And mm. it's no disrespect to him because he's obviously been there and he's done, mm. he's done everything that he needed to do. If in fairness, it you could argue it was one of the worst heavyweight reigns, probably ever. Apart from the one that's happening, maybe we're, we're towards the start of another one there. Are we? Um, when we were talking about. Klitschko at the time no I mean oh, are you uh, about as in Furious? Fury himself oh, Fury, okay, when sorry, he won the title meant, obviously it was. I thought you meant like in an era of no no not as in like it was a stale sort of heavyweights yeah. as in his actual reign from the moment he oh, won yeah. the title yeah. it's, it wasn't it's, the greatest no cause he didn't defend it at all did he no and obviously the, the rematch was put off once or twice and then yeah kind of retired into a bit of a disgrace wouldn't surprise me if Fury comes back fights Wilder in December loses and retires it wouldn't surprise me but this is what I mean and then that's when you start looking at it and you think well what was your motivation for coming back and if it's to beat your demons and come back and try again listen you can never wrong someone for that if it's come back and make money can't wrong him from that either but you want people to be honest it, like, it's, people have a go at David Hay um, and this is not me fanboying or criticising either way if he'd have come back and just said 
I need money. I want to fight the biggest fights. I don't think anyone would have hated him for it. I don't no. think it would have even changed anything. Um, I suppose with David Hay, like this weekend, it was sort of really pally arms around Tony Belly and all that. That made me a bit sick, to be honest. But only because it, you realise what's happened, what's gone on, and we've all just been done. Been mugged off. Yeah, yeah, it. twice. Um, well, four times when you factor in that he's, like, he's he's come back, and he's lost two fights out of four, and he won two fights at the probably made against against people who were terrible at boxing. Quid. Yeah, and the first two, he promoted himself at the O2, made loads of money, and he didn't have to do anything to win any villain fights. Barely and then he's lost two, and somehow he's come out of it looking alright. And I think people kind of accept that David Hay, they accept his sort of acceptance of what, what's happened in his yeah, career. absolutely. And I just think I, I can see a similar pattern probably emerging with Tyson Fury. He'll have his two fights, his combat fights that were a bit nonsense. He'll step up, could possibly lose, and then just think, oh, well, well fuck it. He so could fight Wilder, could yeah. fight him twice. So what's the... Um, What's the move from Eddie Hearn and Andy Joshua now? Like, because it's a bit of a chess game, isn't it? Because I it, think they're in check right now. There's nothing they can really do. Well, if they if they force the issue with Wilder, have they got to negotiate? Has, has Wilder now got more negotiating power than he had? I think he yesterday? definitely does because he he can always walk away and go and fight Fury. It won't be for as much money, but but by that time AJ's got to give up a belt and then he can't be exactly. Yeah, and it also if if he fights Fury now. Like I said it puts him in check because then that just only leaves him and White yeah. really and truly that can go and make anything obviously yeah. we'll see what happens with I think was it um, the IBF or someone have called Pulev versus Huey Huey Fury so I mean, if, if, if you're Joshua who do you rather fight Wilder or Fury Huey or Tyson Tyson I think Wilder yeah because you got you, you know exactly what you're dealing with Wilder so Fury beats Wilder then all of a sudden you've got a bigger issue because you've got someone who's... Then all of a sudden, Fury's not going to... That fight's probably even less likely to happen than the, the Wilder Joshua. And I'll tell you what happens as well, the problem there. Suddenly, that 50 million is a fucking... It's fine, that's right. There's no 50 million anymore. Mm. The, the BT, Warren, Hennessy, whoever looks after mm. all this shit now, there's, there's no money like that in that fight. So it would have to be matchroom generating all but of if that. If Wilder beats Fury... And Wilder's negotiating power position gets even stronger than it is probably even now that it's improved over the last couple of days. So I would guess it's all just posturing from like Fury and Wilder. They're probably in it together just to make, just to force sort of Matchroom's hands a little and bit. I think you've, you've nailed it. Just one of those belts is going to have to go. And by the looks of it, it'll be the IBF. But if that does happen, he would, won't he just fight for the IBF again? Um, Joshua? Yeah. But then who does he like if he wins it, uh sorry, if, if um say He's got three years to kill at Matchroom before he has to fight if, Wilder. If Huey Fury wins that belt, he's not gonna fight AJ. Mm. Then that, so I mean they've got they've kind of got Matchroom in, uh, in a bit of a not a checkmate, they got him in checking because it's like now it's your move, what are you gonna do? And you've got We're to do doing it, this here. You've got to do it within the next nine months. Yeah, and you've got to do it and you've got to make a direct move very quickly as well. But Joshua can't afford to lose because he's just signed up for another three years at Matchroom. Yep. So you've it's somehow got, got a fight without taking the risk, keep hold of all your yeah. belts and not fight Wilder. <laughs> yeah. All Fury, this big, it becomes very complex, but again, they've kind of worked themselves into the situation, especially the fact that they've announced the next date in April already. And now they're already yeah. pushing towards it being Dylan White. Yeah. Well, this is, again, the other thing. That So 
Eddie Hearn again, the great businessman, which he is. Like you got, you, you, you can't knock him. You can't knock him. He does the right thing by his fighters, and and obviously whatever he does for his fighters, if they benefit financially, so does he. So he's doing the right thing by everyone financially. But he's telling us that Povetkin's the hardest fight out there. Yeah, he's completely overlooked Povetkin by booking Wembley for the second fight afterwards. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. He's saying that the Wilder fight was definitely going to happen in 2018, but it hasn't. It's not. It's not even. I don't even think it's a 2019 fight now. Well, he's sort of saying Wilder this, Wilder that, and they need to they need to unify or or yeah, you become undisputed. But then they're saying yeah, we've upped the offer for Wilder to fight Dylan White. So like, so you're you're trying to probably do. I wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to do Joshua. Someone, and White. Wilder on the undercard in April but I, I don't know who that someone is they're not doing undercards of those people anymore <clears throat> Dylan White unfortunately now is a pay-per-view fighter no we can say it all okay so what, what about this what about this Pulev beats Fury Joshua Pulev because they'll say oh well they should he had his chance before so we've got to give him his chance it's the right yeah. thing to do but then they'll have the <laughs> final 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 people's eliminator final people's eliminator yeah yeah for that prestige for White against Wilder on the undercard at Wembley Stadium in April and then I love it it's not It's not even about belts anymore it's just for the privilege of fighting Dylan Angel. White <laughs> <laughs> for Dylan oh, yeah, yeah. yeah if you beat um, if you beat everyone else in the heavyweight division you can fight Dylan White and then Joshua will talk to you all I'm going to say is right now I feel Joshua sorry Chisora is the, the number one heavyweight in the world uh-huh. so in my eyes he beat White White beats Wilder. There was Wilder a time, was it AJ. about two years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, was it about two years ago? And I think it might have been around when AJ was fighting someone like Kevin Johnson. I think it was like 2015. Kingpin. Three years ago, fucking hell. So say, is there a way that Joshua against Chisora can be a thing? Absolutely. Which is, I can remember Chisora turned it down, didn't he, saying, because I can get... There was no Ed, money in it for him. Yeah, there's no money there. in it, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that somehow happening. It's going to happen, mate, because we'll forget all that shit. Yeah. And uh, Hearn will build that up for us, and suddenly we'll be like, do you know what? Chisora's got a chance here. Yeah. And you'll just see that knockout over and over again. Yeah. On Twitter, on Facebook, on Sky Sports News. Has Chisora got a chance? No. No. <laughs> Who's got a chance against Joshua? I think Wilder and Fury. And even then with Fury, it depends on what, what Fury's back, because at the moment we still do not know. He looks good. He's back in great shape. But David Hay was looking good and in great shape to look at. I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. They're running out of people. Well, they've run out of people for Joshua about a year ago. But they're still going to do it. Listen, it's going to happen. Something, something's not quite right. So uh, Something's I got to give somewhere, hasn't it? It wouldn't. Like I said, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, it wouldn't surprise me if Joshua loses to Povetkin and they have a rematch in April. Povetkin could really fuck this all up, couldn't he? How no, because fun. there'll be a rematch, won't there? And that, if then he beat then him twice, just kills, him, kills a bit of time. If he beat him twice, matching comes to a standstill. Then yeah, well then that's when Povetkin's failed drugs test will come out. Yeah, and Joshua will get all the belts back. The, the new, the new tests. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was still on the gear. Yeah, right. I tell you what, let's let's move on because we've done yeah. extensive heavyweight talk. Dave Allen. No, I wouldn't. I'm saving a special section for oh, okay. Dave Allen. Okay. Ah, fuck it, go on. We'll do Dave Allen. I love Dave Allen. Yeah, he is. A top boy. Yep. He's a top, top guy now. And I said it to you, I said, I've said it to a few people. He was at the New Age thing on Thursday. 
after we left, Dave Allen went and got a kebab. Mm-hmm. He stood outside the kebab shop, gave me a thumbs up because I'd spoken to him in the venue, and he had a dollar kebab. 48 hours later, he was celebrating, sparking Nick Webb out. Yeah. But I saw his uh, tweets today, he just said he just felt, he's never felt more relaxed in the room. And on the Thursday, he asked him how he was feeling, and he just said, listen, I'm on holiday until Saturday, and then I'll go to work, and then I'll have a bit of time off afterwards. He was in London on his holidays. Those were his words. Mm. It's a strange one. Like we, we said it before briefly. The relationship between him and Matchroom, it's either very, very weird or very cleverly constructed where we kind of feel uh, Ed, Eddie's mugged him off a bit there by sending him to fight in fucking Doncaster Town Hall <laughs> and then just plucking him up from nowhere. I, I think it might be, if it's cleverly constructed, I still think that Dave Allen's sort of not completely on it. Yeah, I think you could be right. I, I, why they suddenly started to love Nick Webb, that just seems to come out of nowhere. Yeah. And then they built Nick Webb up to this point where everyone's like, oh yeah, he's going to be a big challenger. So then throw him in with Dave Allen and him get spotted out and then be dropped like a hot potato. That's And now he's going to be gone and, and back to the small rules and no one will ever hear from him again on, on that side, that, yeah. um, that scale again. But yet Dave Allen now is back in the mix. Yeah, so okay. Because so, so, I, I thought... There's an argument to say, Dave Allen, I addressed it by saying he's not taking other people's opportunities, like no one else was going to take this on this short notice, so there's an argument to say he doesn't deserve all these mm. high profile events and fights. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's right that he gets asked to fight at such short notice. Um, I said it on Twitter, it was, it was an outright booty call. Yeah. Just shit, I need something done. Dave, can you do this? Now he was paid very well. Yeah. Obviously, with the win, was it the win bonus? Whoever won the fight, they got their money doubled or something. Right. Because okay. I think he said that he was going to get paid more if he won than he did for fighting Ortiz and Dylan White combined. Okay. And Hearn said it in his interview today. He was like, "Yeah, he needs to go home, relax. He can go and buy a house now and chill out." And I think fucking fair play because he's. So where does that put him? At? So so if we just go through the people we're talking about, Dylan White. It's not a case of who he can fight, it's who, who's allowed to fight him. Chisora, where does that put Chisora? Are we talking world or British? I just, what, who can Chisora fight next now? He's got I wouldn't American. be surprised if you fight. see him fight someone like Miller. Or, or um, Dominic Brazil. Yeah. Because okay. then that might take a bit of heat off the Wilder thing. Obviously, he's yeah. a mandatory there. He'll obviously make a bit of money on it. So, will they let Miller knock over someone like a Dave Allen? Yeah, I think Dave Allen is going to be the sacrificial lamb for his entire time with Matchroom. Things like this will happen for him every so often, and he'll make a lot of money and make a, a lot of people like ourselves. Like I've, I can't think of a time when I've been more happy watching someone yeah, yeah. get a knockout. You know, I, th- somebody... I think he's happy with that arrangement. It suits him yeah. because he's he shouldn't really be in those positions based on what he's done. It's almost like being a journeyman, isn't it? You know, yeah. and then you look at their records, and every so often they beat a prospect, and it's like it's a great night for them. They they've knocked out someone that was going to go on and do big things, yeah. And then the next week they go back to losing every Saturday again. Mm. But listen, he's paid well. Yeah. If he's happy with the arrangement, I mean, obviously all boxers know the risks of what's happening. Yeah. Crack on, mate. Enjoy yourself. Just mm. don't get hurt. So. So Joshua September so. Some of these fighters have got to be on the undercard, haven't they? Dave Allen will be. 
Oh no, but they said they want him to go and have a, a good rest now. But remind me, so July's got all of August to wait. And it's, listen, it's twentieth. Is it twenty second of September? Yeah, I think so. You're not going to put anything past Eddie to call him up two weeks before and be like, "Listen, I've got the uh, the Commonwealth title, Joe Joyce. Let's get it on. <laughs> I'll pay you no, X." There's got to be something on that undercard to build towards April as a backup, because obviously Eddie always has these backups. Apparently, yeah. that plans on plans on plans. But I don't believe he does. Now, who's who's the backup for Povetkin? Probably no one. Chisora. No. <laughs> You're saying no because you know you've had some, it's a very big possibility. Yeah. He's just um, stepped in last minute. Povetkin's failed a test again. Mm. Chisora's going to take his last swing of the dice. Last throw of the dice. You know, swing of the dice, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can swing the dice. Um, Fuzzy dice. So we were talking about Matram having no pay-per-views left. Like in the foreseeable future apart from AJ and now we've got by they've the created a new pay-per-view star. Yes, yeah. and I use the term star loosely. But I think we've got another one coming up in Bellu and Usyk. But that's a one-off. Yeah, but I think, I think they're all going to be one-offs. One I think it's going to be AJ and then one-offs. I don't think he's got any pay-per-view fighters. Whoever Dylan White fights next is pay-per-view now. As much as it disgusts me. And if they make the Dylan White Shizora fight next, yeah. because there's big money in that now, yeah. that is a pay-per-view fight for Sky fans I'm not justifying it I don't agree with it but it will be and it wouldn't be surprising me if that's that was the intention they could go off and fight in I don't know not in the age of undercard they could fight in April and or even before then that is a pay-per-view fight for them mm. after their first fight and I think that's why White said he didn't want to do it because he was like no that's a pay-per-view fight now mm. it's a pay-per-view fight Chisora said it wasn't but on the back of the weekend why isn't it well I don't know. Like this weekend, I paid for it. I didn't mind paying for it. And if it means that they all get paid more, then you, I'm, I'm okay with it. I said I'm okay with. But they didn't these. need to be. I'm okay with these, on the, on the basis that the the regular fight night shows, are even half decent. And as I said to you, we were talking about it just briefly off air. I'm going to bring the the card up again. So if I go to the Sky Sports app and we look at their boxing and what they've got on Sky, so they've only got two free-to-air shows coming up. Yeah. And one is this weekend. Oh, the Wales one. And it's it's headlined by Joe Cordina and, and Sean Dodd. Mm. So this and then the next one's Amir Khan versus Samuel Vargas, and then that'll be an okay night. But I mean, this is the caliber of shows we're getting for our yeah. basic our base subscription now. Yeah. So as I said before, it means if you want to see any half decent fight now, you have to pay pay per view for it. So you may as well fuck off having Sky Sports if you're in it just for boxing. You don't need it. Mm. I'm not being, but I'm not. I will watch the Joe Cordina fight, but I'm not enthused by it. I'm not seeing anything. No. Do you know what? I can't wait. It's one you Saturday. might record and watch. Even Sunday Amir Khan versus Sammy Vargas. If someone was like, "You going out Saturday?" We're like, "Oh, I've got to watch the boxing." Mm. It's not like that. I'm not going to change any plans. I'm not yep. massively enthused by the calibre of the free fights now. Now, what I want to do is I want to work out what we get from Matchroom without having to pay extra on top and if, if, see if that's worth the money. Because you obviously, you are still paying money. I know you get your football and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think at the moment we are getting diddled in, in terms of what we get for our base package. It's just like if... what What's happened is... 
it's the opposite of what they've done in football. It's almost like Matchroom's model is, yep, you can watch all the games a season, but then pretty much if there's a cup final, you have to pay extra for that. Yeah. And now it's getting to the stage of, well, you have to pay for the semi-finals as well. Now it's getting to like, you have to pay for the third round of the League Cup now. Well, it's pretty much it. Yeah, and you can watch your sort of like... But you can watch all the Carabao Cup games, round one and round two for free. Yeah. Which I don't actually mind. But just scrap all the free stuff and give us a reduction in our bill. Thank you. Yeah. This is, I said this is what I'm about. We've spoken about it extensively. We'd, the whole Sky platform is going to change massively. And they've signed up for another three years. Well, but that's on the basis of AJ, really, isn't it? And yeah. his fights will be pay per view. He's never going to fight on Sky Sports. No. And you but sign who is? And you sign him up, and you, you, you must understand that these deals, how much it, he has to do probably for Sky. You know, his personal actual work when he goes and he does his, his commentary work or he sits in the, the crowd. These are all going to be contractual obligations. It's mm. not just turn up and fight twice a year for the next three years. He must have to do a lot of shit for that in that contract. I, I, I just hate... I just hate... I actually like Eddie Hearn. Um, I think we all like Eddie Hearn. It's just it's annoying because he's so good at his job. And obviously, he just can't keep everyone happy, but he's appealing to the masses, which isn't going to appeal to everyone. Yeah. Specifically, he's going to generally appeal to everyone. Um, it's just the whole matchroom setup and the Sky Sports setup is so sort of incestuous that you had Tony Belly on Talksport yesterday. Argument for Warren. Yeah, it's like people are talking about that as news, but obviously, they don't like each other. Yeah. Like they don't like each other. Why is it such a surprise? It's not like a case of, oh, he told him or he told him. It's like they don't like each other, so they'll probably argue about anything. So like, why have you put them both on at the yeah, same time because yeah. you knew that they were going to argue yeah. about whatever and Bellew's sort of saying well I've got loads of options now and he hasn't got any options he's just got to fight Usyk or retire Fury's not going to fight him he's he's not going to fight Joshua just, Wilder not going to fight Bellew because no one really wants no one at Matchroom will put Bellew forward ahead of AJ or White for that so Bellew I don't know but but he, they've got to sell this to make Bellew a pay-per-view star because all of a sudden, Bellew is pay-per-view now. Because so, he fought Hay twice. Yeah. Even though that second Cleverly fight should have ended him as a pay-per-view fighter. Oh, God. Because wasn't the Goodison Park show? That was just normal Sky, wasn't it? It was when he fought... Um, Makubu. Makubu. Yeah, it was. So he's fought David Hay twice. And if it was against anybody else, it would have just been Saturday night. Well, listen, we... And now he's a pay-per-view star as we, well. We obviously watched Bellew coming through for, for a long time and... He was in a lot of stinkers. Yeah. A lot of stinkers. You yep. watch it and you'd be like, oh my God. But it was that uh, Joshua White fight, wasn't it? He was he fought Masternick. And it was, it was like a tough, tough fight, but it's not like one way like, oh, this is brilliant. This yeah, is it really was 12 brilliant. rounds of, oh, should we go grab a beer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, quick toilet break. I come back, oh, still at it. All right, cool. Yeah. You'd watch it back. Like, even skipping through the highlights, it was just, it was drab. Mm. Even for the hardcore fans, you were sitting there thinking, oh, Mm. Wow. But do you know we we went back to them. Let's with our forty minutes. Let's get off the heavyweights now. Yep. Let's completely off them. But yeah, big up Dave Allen. I, I love him now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a white rhino tattoo. 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 Well, I say I'm gonna get it in chalk. <laughs> so it will come off. Go on. Right, Connor Ben. Mm. Another pay per view star. Oh my god. Right, so. Where, where the? F- I don't, I don't get, I don't know what his purpose is. 
I don't understand. And I said it the week. I know that they they obviously sing his praises at Matchroom, and you know his his dad lets him get on with it. He doesn't get involved. If he was called Connor Smith, no one would give a fuck about. It. He's n- don't mean to disrespect any fighter, but he's not good. Not that he's not good, right? It's you know when you see someone who's not good, but they're all flashy, and they try like an alley shuffle, and, oh they, and it comes off perfectly, and you think, oh, so, I hate them. They're so flashy, but at least their footwork, <laughs> they can do it. He's trying to Ali Shuffle and he can't even do that. He fell over. Yeah. And then you get Matchroom fans saying, oh no, it wasn't because it wasn't the Ali Shuffle, it's just something else happened afterwards. It's like, yeah, but he still fell over for nothing. Yeah. Like he was trying to do something against. Let's be honest, a limited opponent. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a great opponent. opponent. It, was a, it was a good fight the fight before, but only because they're both so bad. I think he's shit. I'm, I'm right, so you said it. I think he's. He's a very, I wouldn't even say ordinary. I don't think he's even yeah. southern area title or area title level. Yeah. I don't think he's anywhere near that sort of stuff. No. And I can see why a lot of fighters, like our, our, our boy Jess Smith, obviously, BTR fighter, and I, yeah, uh, yeah. calling him out, and I absolutely see why. But he's not going to fight anyone good. No, and he never will. He never will. He said last year, do you know what, I need a few more fights to get up to southern area level. <laughs> How many fights he had now? So we, are we into double figures yet? So what was his? Uh, no, but I think his debut was was it on the Joshua Martin card. So we're, we're two I'm years in. Pretty sure it was. That was two thousand. Yeah. We're two years in. He's now got a title. Yeah, he's got a lot more tattoos as well. He's got a lot more tattoos. He's got a Reebok deal. He has got a Reebok deal. A nice car. He's obviously making a fair bit of money, but he's got his title and he's fought in the, he's fought in the states. He's fought on pay per view. And you look at this and you think that's what I'm saying. It's all very well saying the dad's enough not enough to do, and we just lets him get on with it. But he's only got this because of his name. Mm. I know a lot of people leveled the same criticism at Chris Eubank Jr. But he did what he had to do. He fought people. He was getting, he was knocking people out. He was getting highlight real mm. sort of uh, status. And then he's gone on to challenge at the listen, whether win or lose, he's gone on to challenge at the very top end of the sport. Mm-hmm. I can't see Conor Ben winning the English title. I can guarantee you Conor Ben will win the British title somehow. Oh, it will become vacant. Yeah. And they'll find they'll someone. Find, they'll find someone. <laughs> they'll find someone to, who, who suddenly can be in there. Lee McAllister's going to come back down. To, to lightweight. Yeah. I think I'll have to back McAllister there. <laughs> I, I think he will win some titles. He's so young, but he is so, so young. So, which means his career has got to be so long for him to get to that level. He's got because it he's might just take him to last everyone like yeah, Fury. Like he, he, he might be that he's not. He's twenty eight before he'd be sort of like a fringe challenger. But by that time, there's going to be like a twenty one year old who's, who's, who's just world class. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got a question in, and it's from uh, Daniel underscore Smith eighty seven, and it's would Connor benefit from taking himself out of the spotlight for a year? Go and get five or six fights on the small hall scene against good opposition to build his boxing knowledge and ring intelligence. He looks so far off at the minute, uh, and how would he do at a southern area level? So as I said, I don't think he's anywhere near southern area no, level. I, 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 the question, I, I genuinely don't think he'd benefit either because I don't think he'd probably lose, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think if you're fighting each, yeah, I, do a Prince Patel and go. Where's he gone, Hungary? Just go right away, and if you want to build up thing is you're not going to fight anyone good down there he's he's already fought people on a stage where 
it's too late for that I think I think it's too late for that yeah I said it on, on Twitter today I think this is where because had they only had like maybe was it 7 or 8 or yeah. 10 amateur fights <clears throat> and you see his style and you see that he's not the most technical fighter no he likes to just try and blow people away it doesn't really work well off a jab his footwork as we've seen is not mm. Is not up there with the best. No. I just think this is where you it screams. You have no amateur pedigree. You don't have that, you know that point scoring yeah. kind of style. And you see a lot of fighters. I'm not saying they go into the pros and they they instinctively want to score points. Yeah. But you can see that they know how to get through a fight. I think we've and we've seen it with this. Was it is it Pernard or Pernard yeah. the guy's name in the first fight that when he gets hit, there's no there's nothing else he can do. He just has to go out and just try and out scrap you. What it feels like, you know, like when. There's like a charity golf day or something like that, and you get, you'll get like Tiger Woods, and then he get he just lets his son take a shot. Yeah. Or you know like when a team wins the league or something, can they bring their kids onto the pitch to kick the ball oh, in the goal? Oh God. I feel like that's kind of been, like if it wasn't like you say if it wasn't for his dad, it's, it is like it's like Wayne Rooney bringing on what's his name Kai onto the pitch at Old Trafford to score and tap him on in from two yards. I think that's kind of been. But he's going to make a load of money out of it. Yeah, it sounds like he already has. He's got a Reebok deal. Um, fair play to him. But fair play to him at the end of the day. That's it. We've always said this. I don't hate on anybody for doing your thing. I want everybody to win. I want everyone to make money. Like DJ Khaled over here. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Another one. Listen, I would never hate on anybody. I really just want everybody to do well. Yeah. But at the same time, I can, and which is what we're here to do, is to say what we genuinely think about people, not to sugarcoat it up or anything. Yeah. Like we've been absolutely scathing on a lot of people before. Yeah. And then I meet them and I take it back. Yeah. But I don't think I could do that in a situation. I just, I just don't. It's only your opinion. It's only your opinion. That's it. I mean, and listen, they don't give a fuck about what I'm saying. He's getting yeah. paid. He's he's getting his name. He's doing his thing. But I I don't rate him, and I think the level he's at now is the level he will stay at mm. until somebody average beats him. And then Eddie Hearn forgets all about him. Yeah, and then probably Frank Warren will sign him a couple of years later. And he'll go off and he'll do some stuff with O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. Will say, I don't think he'd, he'd have made so much money if he was with Frank Warren. I think no. Eddie, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom are very, very good with the young fighters. Well, because they appeal to the young This whole next-gen thing is, is, a, is a very good idea. So we sit there and we start watching show sometimes and go, this is, this is piss poor. But it's getting the guys paid. They're mm. fighting in big, big arenas a lot of the time. It's not all York. So what's the deal with Reactor? I don't know because he's still. I think he signed, not to match him, but his fights on the matchroom shows. But you tend to see him. He fights on the the shows where the other South London fighters are at. But I know that he fights on the British Warriors cards. So I think, and I think he is signed to to Mo Pryor at British British Warriors. So what, Dylan White just gets him slots on the shows. I think so. Yeah. And if you've seen it with a lot of guys, like um, obviously Steve Goodwin has a lot of fighters that fight on other people's shows, but they're Goodwin fighters, mm. like Buglioni's and even Chisora. Obviously, Chisora's a massive fighter, but he's a he's a Goodwin fighter. He's not a matchroom boy, but he's yeah. going to be on all the matchroom shows now yeah. because they can give him the biggest platform, and it's obviously he's integral to the the matchroom plan. And I just think it's a very similar situation with React for He could go on and do very good things. And just be one of those people that fights on matchroom shows, but isn't necessarily a matchroom fighter. Kind of like the old, drummer Tyrone Nurse. Mm. I say Ty, remember, like he's he's gone a million years ago, but we all assumed he was a matchroom fighter until he was just fucked off out of there. Yeah. And then that's when Eddie Earl was like, 
no, no, he just fights on matchroom shows. He's not a matchroom fighter. And you realise there's a lot of people like that. Mm. And I think there's probably very few people that are signed up as matchroom fighters. Yeah. You don't often see those things on Sky Sports. Signs a new deal with matchroom. Yeah. I think I saw it for Conor Ben was the last one before AJ. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys just look like they're freelancers. That come I, like, just... I, I, I like the association though because obviously there's the obvious Akoli and I think it could be good if they had... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Belu and Usyk. <clears throat> I'd definitely go to that. Um, but Usyk, it just it opens up the cruiserweight division if he beats Belu because he'll have to go up. Well, and then it's, all the belts become available. And Cody's today? right there, I think. Who was it that said today about the Usyk? Um, they're going to make him their super champion. Was it WBC? Out, it'll probably be WBC Eddie Hearn's probably as long as it's not the ones that Joshua's got right, so what was it I, I remember reading that so I feel really shit because I should have remembered exactly what it said but basically one of the organisations is going to make him their super champion which means he can automatically step up and challenge Joshua that he, he comes his mandatory straight oh, right, away so it's one of the ones Joshua's got which makes it very interesting so he kind of goes into that whole Bellew Joshua thing with quite a bit of bargaining power and I can see him making an awful lot of money fighting both of them hmm so it's Joshua Usyk in April. Oh, listen, Joshua. That would, that that one wouldn't surprise you though, would it? No, it wouldn't. That one neither. Well, it would surprise Wilder. Shit, I've been organising this shit for two years and now I'm still not here. Yeah, but whatever. Conor Ben, rubbish. I think Jez beats him. Yeah, but it's a bit like um, like someone like a Bradley Skeet, right? Yeah. I think. Jess Smith's in a bit of a similar... I think, I think Jess Smith needs to fight somebody like uh, Conor Ben. But I don't think Conor Ben's going to fight anybody like a Jess Smith for you, probably He's going to fight absolute unknowns for the next two years at the very least. And then I assume he'll step up to fight someone with a big name yeah, for a lot of money and lose. Yeah. That's what I think. So Eddie must watch this and see how limited he is. But he's so young that even if he loses... They'll say it's because he's so young. Yeah, he's inexperienced. He'll, he'll come again. Rare, rare, rare. So I reckon he, he can, if the, if he loses in the next couple of years, he could probably lose twice or three times and they'll still get away with it. And then when he eventually wins, kind of by that time, we'll have all been, we'll all be on the hype train and we'll all be delighted if he wins an English title. Once we've seen the documentary on yeah. Sky and all that, yeah, I love that. The Ben story. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in Conor Ben at all. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to flip that on his head yeah. couldn't give a shit yeah not interested in him not interested in a lot of matchroom fighters at all like like this weekend not interested I think I said it's just it's for what you get for your base price now it's, it's ridiculous it's rubbish you're going to get the occasional great show like we mm. said with uh, like the Akoli Watkins card midweek one that was brilliant mm-hmm. even uh, was it British Beef that was a free to air wasn't it so it yeah. wasn't bad. It was. I mean, the, the, the headline fight didn't live up to expectations, but it wasn't bad. You felt, for what you were getting, you were you yeah. were happy with that. Yeah. But we don't get enough of them. We get more pay per view shows than we do decent. Yeah. Free ones. Yeah. I say free, and I use that term loosely again because it's not free. Who's got the um, super series over here? Do you know? That's not been uh, okay. announced yet. I think they're going to do it differently this time as well. It must okay. be. Because the zone have got it in America though, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Which is obviously a very clever move. Mm. Right, so uh over the weekend as well, 
Oh, and actually, could I, before we move on, Buatzi. Mm. I'm a big fan, I reckon. I know a few weeks back I was saying I, I needed someone I think I want to follow. I think he could be the guy. But maybe it's the whole, it's the uh, anti-hips or the hipster thing in me. I don't really want to be a Matchroom fanboy. Okay, so Buatzi's looked really good. But somehow it seems more acceptable to say, yeah, Buatzi's the best thing since sliced bread than it is to say about the same thing about Anthony Yard when Anthony Yard's done more than Boatsy is. And we said this before, this is where it just comes down to the whole Hearn versus Warren thing. Yeah. They've both done nothing, pretty much. Yet somehow it's globally accepted that Boatsy's better than Yard and Boatsy's a better fighter. When really, they're both pretty much novices. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. In fact, Boatsy's probably had more experience, obviously, with his amateur. Yeah. He's gone around the world and whatnot. Yep. Yard, so he keeps telling us obviously 10 amateur fights and now he's like 14 if, if, fights if Eddie Hearn's right and Boetzi's the best prospect in world boxing he'd be fighting a lot better people even by now but then it's a stranger because obviously that summer's fight should have been a massive step up for him yeah yeah true we'll so maybe they are you've got to follow if you're saying he's the best prospect in the world you've got to go and show it yeah and at the moment that's not happening no and I think on the other hand again we're always talking about Anthony Yard, but they're sort of playing down Anthony Yard. They're not saying he's the best thing in the world. The best, so they want they're they're admitting that they need to build his experience. I don't really mind that, but Eddie Hearn saying that has kind of put Buatzi in a position where he's got he's got to challenge someone mm. now. And if he is really that good, he, he look at look at Usyk for example, right? Was he had fifteen, sixteen fights? Yeah, he's done it. He's, done, he's, done he's completed the career already. Yeah, career mode done. Yeah. Olympic gold and, and four belts within, what, 15, 16 fights? Yeah, it's pretty, it's unbelievable. When you look at his last, what is it, four or five fights, they're all on the road, all against like world champions and all that sort of stuff. Mm. He's just, yeah, it's just unbelievable what he's done in such a short space of time. Mm. Two years ago, like when we first started, when we first started doing Beyond the Ropes, I mean, I, I didn't even have a clue what music was. Mm. I had no idea. Mm. And here we are two years later, and yeah. he's, he's, like I said, he's hit the peak. There's nothing more we can you do. You know, the Boatsy Yard, like physically, I can't really picture how they'd look in the ring together. Because Boatsy's kind of deceptively, I don't know if he's big all over. I him, think he's it? quite tall. Is he? And obviously, I think Yard is it's like 5'10, five, 5'11. Five, yeah. He's not, for his, for a, a light heavy, he's not very, No. he's not the biggest. I mean, he's obviously a, he's a well, well built guy, but he's not the tallest. Mm. Whereas Buatzi, I think, will probably, I don't know, he, he, you don't want to move up into cruiserweight because that jump is mm. is ridiculous. But obviously as a young as a young guy, he looks like he could set yep. a fair bit. Mm. Whereas you look at Yard and you can't see him getting much bigger than he is no. now. No, no. And you wouldn't want him to go up to cruiserweight because uh, you ain't fighting... Yeah, five or ten guys. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You'd be giving away a lot of a lot of weight, a lot of height. It's mm. a stranger. So they both of them, I think they they need to stay where they are. Mm. And they're going to be on a collision course at some point. They, if they both keep winning, they're going to have to fight. In theory. Yeah. And as we're hopefully going to see in the future, that Warren and Yar and Warren and Hearn are going to have to work together. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's the obvious Fury Joshua thing. 
at some point, it wouldn't surprise me to see another couple of fight, like a whole card of almost like Hearn against Warren because yeah. I don't think they want to work together well, we've got that the, often uh, if they could kill it off all in one the go. Saunders versus Andrade. Uh, Andrade, that's going to come up. So I wouldn't be surprised if they both put forward a few, a yeah. few guys for that. But again, you're in a situation where I think we're going to be sending off sacrificial lambs here because no one's going to want to risk any of their, their big boys. No. They're not going to throw... Uh, Yard versus Boatsy on the undercard of that because they're going to say if that ever happens it's a headline fight yeah. so suddenly we're going to get people that they're not really too concerned about if they lose which doesn't really benefit know, us as fans yeah, I know we were talking about heavyweights but you've got Warren's heavyweights as well aside from Fury Gordon Dubois yeah where do they fit into it all with Dave Allen Chisora I just, I don't know. They're all seeming to be aiming at that, the British title level at the minute. I kind of look at those guys with Joe Joyce rather than Chisora and White. And it's simply because they're in the kind of who needs them club at the minute. They're not going to bring you a lot of money and they're going to be quite high risk mm. for you guys. And at the same time, Warren's not going to want either of those guys to be in a, a meaningful fight at the minute because if they lose it, they're fucked and they're still very, very... They haven't even had any... Big money fights yet. Where's Chisora in the IBF ratings? I haven't looked at low rankings. Uh, because Takam was IBF, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, let me have a look because F- Huey Fury, Chisora, could that happen? If he beats Bruno. Yeah. But I think, again, that'll be a case of it's more that. Uh, Chisora's a good win fighter so he could go and fight on any show yeah unless Eddie's going to pay some money to keep him hanging around mm-hmm. which he wouldn't be surprised at, at all no so Takam was sixth mm. listen he's a relevant guy now yeah that's what it comes down to yeah right talk to me Mikey Garcia yeah he's good isn't he Jesus. He's alright. Where are we talking, Mikey? We've, got, for, we've gone from Conor Ben to Mikey Garcia. Yeah. Just cover it all, don't we? We just, well, we got to try. Yeah. Um, They're in the same weight class right now. <laughs> what is What weight is Conor Ben? I don't know. So I think, didn't he's like, is he super lightweight now? Is it super lightweight? Is he? Or is it like junior something or other? I don't know. I don't know. Right, if he's super on. lightweight, he's, uh, maybe that's the fight that Mikey Garcia needs. Break the UK market? Yeah, because Mikey Garcia's in a bit of a annoying situation though isn't he where he's well he needs to go two, two weight divisions because of this world boxing super series really doesn't he okay right so yeah we'll, we'll know the question then while you've uh, kind of started talking about him I'd be worried about him going up and fighting Spence or Crawford really I can understand that <clears throat> I wouldn't mind him getting to see like, Danny Garcia or something like that Danny Garcia's fighting though isn't he he is. He's uh, is it this weekend or next weekend? Is it Porter he's fighting? Mm. No. I want to say it is Sean Porter. Okay. And they fought each other. Probably. We tell it all we merges into one, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of fans don't watch American boxing. <laughs> Us. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think um, Mikey Garcia. He still hasn't signed to the zone, has he? It looks like he's going to, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Sean Porter. There you go. They just keep fighting each other, all these 
second rate fighters. Like they're second That's rate harsh fighters. to say second rate fighters. When I say second rate, they're not like the top guys. I know. They've, 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 they've lost to the top guys. It's like uh, Joseph Parker and Dylan White kind of thing. Um, okay. so Michael Gar- Garcia, I think, I think he's amazing. I think he's fantastic. Um, before we move on to, to a bit more about him, so again, North Bank Brandon says, uh, who would we like to see Mikey Garcia fight next? See, you just mentioned it's difficult now because the weight category above him mm. is all the top fighters are tied up yeah. in the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. So, listen, I think personally there's only like maybe two fights out there and that's, I'll say three. So, yeah. so you've got Crawford, but that's going up two, two weight two. classes for. You've got Spence. Yeah which again is, is making your way up or is it down to Lomachenko? Yeah. So it's a bit of a shitty situation though where he's going to need a big fight. He said he wants to challenge himself against the best. Lomachenko I'd say is probably the best out of those three yeah. but he's going to want to move up because he doesn't want to go down and beat someone up because I don't think you get any ratings for that. Even if he went down and beat Lomachenko it's going to be where you come down to fight him at yeah. X weight. It's always an excuse and he said he wants to go up and fight get the biggest challenge so I can see him moving up two weight classes and taking on Crawford. I don't think it will be the Spence one. I think that's... Because Spence, is, he's big at his weight yeah, as well. Yeah. He is massive. Whereas and Crawford's Crawford, just gone up as well. I said Crawford's it? moved up. So really, it's one of those ones where it's like A and Bellew that you've both gone up to fight a heavyweight, but uh, yeah. not, neither of you are really at that weight. Yeah. You just kind of just over the weight limits. Yeah. It's a strange one. I, I personally, I want to see the Crawford fight. I'll go along with that, yeah, I agree. Don't know who wins. Great fight. It's one of those, I would... i back Crawford. I think I'm going to back Crawford whoever he fights now. Yeah. Because I think his whole career has been a whole a question of, he's just gone and done it. He's, just, mm. he's literally just, no matter who he's fought, you think, oh, I don't know. And he steps up and he does the business. Mm-hmm. But then the same can be said for Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Garcia fight someone over here. Because I think his style, it would be, you know, like when Leonardo's came over here and mm. started beating everyone up and suddenly British fans were like, I really like this guy. Yeah. I can see him coming over and doing something very similar. Who have we got over here? Luke Campbell. Yeah. But Luke Campbell, listen, he's, he's just Simon McGuigan now. And he's he's got good stock. He's, he's well fought of, he's fought decent fighters and he's performed well. The Leonardo's fight, he was very good in. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. That's an undercard fight as well. What happens if Josh Taylor goes out in the first round of Super Series? Him, think, him and Garcia. Mm, I don't know because where are we at with these Super Series ones? So once you lose, aren't you? Don't you become like a oh you reserve and all that sort of stuff? It's like the same with Eubank Junior. Now he can't fight anyone until this is all done in September, because he's still signed up as a. Is that true? Well, he he said he couldn't take any fights in Sourland when uh, that kind of fake or not fake matchroom promo leaked with Junior, with, uh, Junior on it and he tweeted and he's like no he can't he's under contract with us but haven't they been fighting haven't, haven't other people fought depends on who are we talking about and it, I suppose it depends on who's your commodities Jamie Cox has he fought since he lost to Groves he has but I don't think they really cared about him <laughs> yeah in, in the <clears> nicest <throat> possible way I think when they signed Eubank in and I think we We'd spoken about it before, and I'm still not sure that this final is going to happen as it's built now. Mm-hmm. If there's one fighter I know that spends a lot of time in Dubai and those sort of places, yeah. it's uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. I really wouldn't be surprised if you see him parachuted in last minute. Is that IBO belt vacant again? 
well, it's not really vacant because he's he's still wearing it and still going out of it. Like I don't know if he, I might use that. I think I'll use that as the image for this week's yeah. pod. I love Christian Wright Jr. But how dare you go out with that championship belt to a club or wherever it is this weekend when you lost? I would it. wear it around my waist if I was gonna if I was gonna wear it out. I'd wear it around my waist. I think I, I told you I'd get special jeans made. Yeah. So that I could put it through the actual loops. Yep. And then I could say it's functional. I'm I'm literally wearing it because yeah. it keeps my trousers up. I'm happy with this. Yeah, but to wear it over your shoulder. Don't you think it's amazing that a, a, like a, like a designer, like like a fashion brand, hasn't ever done like a boxing a massive championship Gucci belt, <laughs> like a championship boxing belt style belt? I love that. You'd buy one, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah, I'd say uh, yeah, Eubank probably will be on that undercard, won't he? Against God knows who. God knows. It could be anybody. We said it before. He's a uh, Rocky Field. Love it. Is, he, is he that weight? Yeah. Yeah. He's waiting on to Gale now, isn't he? Eubank or Rocky Field? Both. I, I, I've got a feeling De Gale might just be done. No, I think he's definitely done. But I think he'll have one more fight. You, oh, and a big cash yeah. out fight. Okay. Well, there's only one. There's only. There's two fights out of him, and it's Groves again, and he's not going to do that because Groves is going to turn around to him and say, "Listen, I'm." the ring champion I've got these belts now yeah. you've got nothing you're going to get your 15% mandatory or whatever you want or if even if you work your way up to it or you're even 30% as mm. a challenger and he's going to want 50-50 and Groves are going to tell him fuck yeah. off I've beaten you twice I've got these belts you've got nothing to offer me mm. he hasn't even got a promotional deal really has he it wouldn't surprise me if he just retires it's a strange one you think the only one that's kind of winnable for him I think Yeah, I'd winnable. say winnable. No, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't back, back him to win him. it, but I would say it's a it's a winnable fight. Yeah, if, he, if he's on his game, he could he could frustrate Eubank, I think. Yeah, potentially. But I think as well, at the same time as well, we've seen the girl, you know, just even like the Truex fights, both of them, kind of that whole laying on the ropes and trying to get pot shots. Mm. I think you get sparked up by Eubank if you try and do that. You yeah. can't stand there and just let someone yeah. tee off on you, yeah, for as long as they want and. We, fanboys kind of mode kicking in you know he's not going to get tired and eventually he's going to hit you with something decent yeah it's going to happen but like you said if he's on his game he could just outclass him yeah he could just jab his face off him and beat him quite comfortably mm. but listen for that fight it's all about the money that fight sells out a big stadium yeah. not, not Wembley but you could do 20, 30,000 40,000 tickets I feel yeah, yeah. for a Eubank to get on yeah, like I said, even no belts on the line. That's a massive money fight. Mm, I agree. And you can and you can say to everyone, right? Whoever wins this, that's a springboard back to X fighter or Y fighter. Yeah. Suddenly you're back in your relevant person. Mm. Even without a belt around your waist. Agreed. And they're both free agents. That's technically in a minute because Eubanks obviously not really signed up to anybody. I don't imagine the girl still signed up with Warren because you would have heard about yeah. him by now. Yeah. Go off and make your deal. Hmm. Maybe Poxham will uh, <laughs> Pox the sports will pop back up again. Olympia. Which I'm surprised no one's gone back there, have they? Listen, that was a great venue. I liked it. It was a really good. I just it. couldn't get a drink there. That was a problem. So this week, um, as I messaged you, I was speaking to a boxing promoter. Yes. Who's. Um, Shall I name main, Yeah. Nameless. Yeah. Um, who is working on a couple of little fights. Um, one of which is uh, Pacquiao Ame Khan. 
in Dubai. And the other one is Pacquiao Mayweather in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to start small. Yeah. He's on a few shows, um, I think at York Hall. And that's the next progression. It's the obvious next step, isn't it? MGM Grand. Um, and apparently, yeah, that, they're looking for Pacquiao Mayweather in December. He showed, well, he showed me some paperwork to prove the money was in place. Listen, Pacquiao is now the... Uh, and it did, to be honest with you, it looked like a 100% legitimate. Pacquiao's not a regular champion, you know, so I mean... Why not? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that maybe wants to come out and win that regular title. Yeah. Um, he hasn't got one of them. No. No, I think he likes them regular titles. They're the, they're the, really, the ones you want, really, aren't they? He should go and get that international belt. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a few of them floating around. You know when he, on his pool table, when he gets all his belts out? <clears throat> yeah. It's like there's never a silver belt in there or no. a continental one. He hasn't got one of them. He should, he should definitely go and get a, maybe an intercontinental one. Is that better than the continental? Yeah, I think so, yeah, because then it's more than one continent. Yeah. Because I think the continental one, what, like, what was on the, on the line for, um, there's some belts on the line this weekend, weren't there? Just gone. Oh, yeah, so Conor Ben won the WBC International, no, inter, that's, the WBC Continental belt. So that's what a WBC concert is that like a WBC European then? I don't even think it's that good. Huh. I'm not even going to be harsh. I don't think it's even that good. I don't even think it's a European. It's just a continental. It's just it was vacant. It yeah. Did, because it didn't exist. Yeah. Previously. The thing that annoys me about these new belts is that they look so much like the proper belt now. I know. Like before, it was like the really rubbish. They were like like a little bit of like a little bit of tin on like a green strap. And now they just look exactly like the same. Like Dylan White walking around proudly with his silver belt, which fair enough, be proud because you, yeah. it's an achievement. But it's like, but it's not the top one. But yeah. you're, but when you look at it, you wouldn't yeah. know unless you look at the picture. Hasn't he twice. got two of them? Has he got WBO or something oh, as well? I've seen him with two belts. I don't know. What yeah, but this is what I mean. You, I lose interest. I don't understand how Anthony has got two WBO belts as well. Because he's a bad man. He's still Southern Area champ. Leave him alone. Yeah. So he's like representing like all the way <laughs> from like London to Portsmouth yeah for one level and then what all of Europe for the WBO like he's, a, he's a bad man I love Yard what okay yeah okay so back on Buetzi I liked his ring walk it was just straight in the ring and then you compare it to Yards and it's like that's a bit much <laughs> yeah it's like Buetzi's the music the intro hasn't even finished and he was in the ring sort of like shadow boxing I just think Buetzi the whole package about him is, is yeah it's, it's beautiful I, I love the way he comes out I love the way he fights he's, he's well spoken the way he speaks yeah. after a fight he's someone you can really get on board with I just think yeah. he's got the whole package like we, I love to watch Yard because you know you, you're probably looking at a knockout I've said it before obviously the fighters that I love to watch I, I'm quite a big fan of you know that arrogance when they can mm. they know they can blush you out <clears throat> and they can kind of piss around in the ring a little yeah. bit and it came from when I was a kid and I used to love uh, Chris Eubank Senior and as my whole family like Nigel Benny just to come out and do the business but I just loved the arrogance yeah. of Eubank and I feel that Yard's probably got a bit of that about him whereas Buatsi just, he just seems like the most humble guy you're ever going to meet do you know when your kids get maybe like three years older like you said about your family loving Nigel Ben they're going to love Conor Ben oh fuck we'll have to get well I'll be getting rid of the Sky Sports package then. Yeah. if it's based around Conor Ben I'm not doing it I'm out it's going to be isn't it We'll just be watching uh, like Ukrainian boxing. 
And this um, this KSI Logan Paul. Oh my God! So this is unreal. So what is this going to lead to? Like this is because what they said if KSI wins, he's going to try and turn professional. Yeah, and that will be pretty funny. Yeah, it'll be funny because he'll lose, but it'll also be funny because he'll earn so much money. Yeah, he'll make AJ money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's real mad. big, big money. Yeah. It's it's something I don't really understand, and I'm I'm not that old. But I feel like I'm... No, but we like, miss it. Like, we were on the, the early kind of YouTube days when it wasn't about streaming yourself live and all that. Where these guys have got millions of fans that literally turn on to watch them do ridiculous like that. Logan Paul is one of the most, isn't he the most uh, subscribed channel on YouTube? No, he's not. He was though. I think KSI might have more subscribers than that. But you just think he's in the, they're, they're both like up there. So, and what, what do you do? He's like, I just kind of you know just go around and do stupid shit. Yeah. Show dead bodies in forests and that. Yeah. And I I just remember <laughs> I used to just go on YouTube to watch music videos, <laughs> and now it's a bit of boxing. And these these kids now they're just going on like you say subscribe to their two or three channels each to go and watch someone else yeah watch music videos yeah. <laughs> like, rather than play computer I'm going to watch someone else play computer. play computer and tell me how I should be playing computer but I think it's incredible what they're doing and I think there will be and I think there are probably a handful of boxers who are trying it but if you're a boxer You've got to be doing that sort of thing from day one. So that by the time you make your debut, that'd be awesome. Imagine, imagine if you were like a really, really good boxer, though, and you're and you actually had, and you're you actually t- decent at. If you could have like ten million subscribers by the time you turn pro. Yeah, but for not even boxing, just for other stuff, and then just be like, actually, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do some boxing. Who wants to watch yeah. me? But you're actually pretty decent. Yeah. Maybe this is what I'll do. I'll train my kids in boxing and, like, PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. Or a boxer should start featuring on these people's videos like every couple of days to become like a character in there well Lila Sudofia has actually signed up to be in um, is it Boxing Promoter the game's called I've actually got to speak to that guy this week as well okay. speak about that game and try and get a bit of insight as to how it came about but um, yeah he's, he's now taking up and licensing proper fighters in it yeah so listen I mean we've said it before the game is changing massively lots of things I think we're in a real transitional phase at the minute where a lot of things are going to change in the next 12 to 18 months quite yeah. rapidly yep. and we're going to see the dying out of a lot of old school a lot of old school kind of practices and it will just be which promoters can stick with it and I think it will just be Warren and Han over here I think everybody else will fall away do you think um, live sport live boxing in particular you know, like where, say, Liverpool. It's Liverpool against Man United last game of the season at Old Trafford. And whoever wins, wins the league. And so then they'll show the game at Anfield as well on the big screens. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could happen in boxing where you go to a live, you go to a venue to watch it on a screen? I think it already does. A lot of cinemas show these, these big fights, don't they? Yeah, I mean, like, thousands. Ah, right, so... I think you could probably get that for a Joshua fight, if... Could you put on, like, a... a small hall undercard, and then show... Absolutely. Yeah. At, 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 like an, at the O2, could you put a small hall undercard, say, and then show, like, 
AJ Wilder Absolutely. from Vegas. If you've got AJ Wilder in Vegas and if you can get it at a time that kind of maybe suits both audiences, yeah. you can get a fairly decent undercard in the O2. So you can, people could see four or five half-decent fights. See, this is where I think they're missing the trick with AJ in particular because obviously he can draw crowds. I think that it, if they had an event at the O2 like with all AJ boxing people yeah. and AJ was fighting at Cardiff... I think you could probably still sell out the O2 without yeah. even being there. I think 20,000 people would do that. Yeah. Well, listen, we already know that all their event tickets sell out for the for the main events anyway, yeah. so that can be the next best thing. You didn't get a ticket for Cardiff, you can now fight, or you can see the fight from the O2, and you yeah. can see a Colleen and the Waxy and all because these boys. Like I said to you about this, this guy I spoke to the other week, he's sort of talking about hologram fights. Where you can actually watch the fight in a ring at the O2 when it's happening in Vegas. Do you know how annoying that would be though? It would be great to watch for the spectacle, but everybody's phone would go off and tell them the result of the AJ fight because it's going to be a, a delay. <laughs> so everyone's phone would go off at the same time. AJ wins by knockout. You go, ah, fuck. Can you? It's got to be live. Yeah, but there would have to be a slight delay. They'd have to cut the signal in. In the O2. I don't think that'd be a problem. That's already... <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I, th- I think that stuff like that can happen. Listen, if Tupac can be on stage at a concert, yeah. it can be done in the ring. And they're doing it with other concerts as well. I think they're actually... Who's doing it? Uh, it's someone like ABBA. Oh, wow. I want to say ABBA are doing a hologram tour. I want to know why you know this. Um, Mailing this, isn't it? Yeah. Go in. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, I'm not, but I, I'm sure I read that. But I, th- I think that might be a thing that comes in in sport. And I think it'll work in boxing because there's only two people involved. It's like one-on-one. Um, I just think they're missing the trick with AJ. I, I think they could... His commercial pulling power is ridiculous, isn't it? And that would be doing good for boxing as well, if you know what I mean. That'd... Well, that's making it more accessible for a lot of You can of have people. a small hall show that wouldn't even be on TV anyway, so you're not nicking any viewers. Yeah. You still get your pay-per-view for all the people who aren't interested in the small hall side of it. But the small hall people get to watch the AJ fight at a bigger venue, and all the fighters from the small hall scene get a bit more money and a bit more exposure. And AJ will get, and Eddie Hearn will get a load of praise for it for supporting the small halls. I think we should trademark this idea before we yeah. send it live. But it probably wouldn't work. <laughs> it's been thought about already. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure they'd do it if if it would have worked. Yeah, we're kind of basing this on the fact that you could watch it as a, a hologram anyway. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a bit above our station at the minute. Yeah, maybe we're we're getting a bit ahead of ahead of ourselves there, but it will. I think it will happen. I know. I know it's gonna happen. I'm not. I'm not with you on that. I don't think it will. But this guy said it's you, and he believed it. So he, and he's he's doing the Mayweather Pacquiao fight this year. Yeah, of course he is. Well. He's in there. He's got the money. So, um, we have rambled, but we have been through our entire agenda hit all our questions we had to hit yeah can we talk about how good Canelo's looking in training <sighs> yeah you can you can okay, that's, that was it alright I'm glad you threw that in did you see Garcia's uh, <laughs> yeah his little his little slide yeah. dicks at him jealous <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> I uh, I think it's really strange that a lot of fighters aren't really on side with him like Carl Froch's interview with uh, IFL, he didn't so much say he's cheating, but he did. Yeah. Obviously, he called out that yeah he's failed his drug test and he thinks he probably isn't hundred percent legit. In fact, I think the term that he said was was that uh, he still got his his boost from 
his uh, supplements, shall we say. Mm. Obviously, Garcia isn't buying it, clearly. Yeah. But listen, like I said, we as boxing fans, we shut our mouths off. We don't really know ins and outs of all this sort of stuff, but I think the fighters are a bit better placed. But a lot of fighters say, yeah, it can happen, and some fighters say, no, it's, mm. it's bullshit. So I think we're in a situation with Canelo where we'll never know. We just have to assume and hope for the hope that he's as good and clean as he says. Look, Dylan White failed a test. Povetkin failed two, three, four. Um, so the same people who are embroiled in all this criticism are the ones who are associated with match remove over and over again. Ortiz. Yeah. They put these fights on involving drugs cheats. Listen, we've said it before, and it's the same. Canelo didn't do life. it either. <laughs> yeah, I love to throw that in. We said it like we, even in all of our real lives, everybody's got morals mm. until it's inconvenient. Yeah. Like we all know that Amazon are absolute bastards, mm. and they have their staff pissing in bottles because they don't want to fucking they can't they can't go to the toilet because they have to get their numbers down. Yeah. But I'm still sitting there going, shit, I need something, and I need it tomorrow. I need yeah. to Amazon it, even though I know the total bastards. They don't pay their tax. They don't look after their stuff. Yeah. But I need something, so I do it. So my morals. <laughs> go out of the window because it's not convenient yep. and it's, it's a shame because we shouldn't be like that we should stick to what we believe in but mm-hmm. listen it's the same in all walks of life boxing is no different people are going to work to their own purpose their own agenda yep. if there's money to be made suddenly you can forget what's happened necessarily before because it doesn't really concern you at that moment mm. it's, it's a character flaw in all of us but we all do it so I don't we, like I said we can't be critical of it unless we're criticising ourselves well well, take care of yourself and each other. There you go. That was my Jerry Springer moment. That Shit. was nice. I should, I should have finished on that. You could have. You can still finish. You just, no, but I didn't say before I was going to Just cut all this it. bit out. Just, oh. No. Say, say it again. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I, can't remember. I, can't, I can't remember, but it felt nice at the time. I might just take a sound clip of that. Yeah. And we'll work with that. Cool. I might make that my, like, um, my mission statement. Mm-hmm. What was it again? I don't know. I'm out. Uh, this weekend as well, Hannah Rankin. Yeah. Well, she'd be travelling to New York now to uh, fight Alicia Napoleon for the WBC Super Middle. Right, so we, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Women's weights, are they the same? No. What is Super Middle weight and women's? I don't fine. think it's 12 stone. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, but or what if I Google it now and it is? It can't be. Go on, Google it. So this is stuff we should know. Oh, listen, we're learning about women's boxing, but we are making the effort. Um, okay, so women's... While you figure that out, right? So anyway, yeah. we're just going to say a massive shout-out to Hannah. So we interviewed her last week, had our interview up, really confident, hoping that she goes across to, to the States, does the business. She's on the Berto versus... Um... Who's she on the undercard of now? Berto versus... We said this earlier... Devin Alexander, is it? Devin Alexander. That's a fight that would have been good about 10 years ago. Yeah, and probably was good 10 years ago. Women at weight divisions. Oh, no, this is, is this men's. Sorry. You back on the men's? Yeah. Sorry. Right, great. Okay, yes. Yeah, so anyway, big shout out to Hannah. Best of luck. We'll, look, we'll be watching it if we can. I'm sure there'll be a stream around somewhere because nobody's picked up the, the card. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up with her afterwards and she'll have her belt. Again, she was at the New Age show. Gave a really great perspective on a lot of things, especially women's boxing. I think it's about half a stone lighter. There you go then. I think. I'm glad you've done that. Yeah. I'm glad you've just taken that extra minute out of our time to say, I think. 
It's about half a stone lighter. Right, well, we'll try and figure it out for next week because I'm sure that Sean will have had enough time to research that by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we've 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 nailed everything we wanted to talk about yeah. today. Yeah. And um, we've at that hour and a half mark, which is kind of like our top end of where we usually want to be. It's where the quality really drops off. Even I further. think the quality dropped off about thirty minutes ago. Yeah. But I reckon a lot of people switched off about. 40 minutes ago so they yeah. didn't even know that it got worse <laughs> yeah. it was, that first 40 minutes was wicked I'll come back to that next bit <laughs> just never did it's the next week by the time we get right around to it there you go right so we'll stop rambling we'll move on it's been a good week for boxing pay-per-view aside it's been a good week lots to talk about lots has happened yeah and it's gonna it's put a cat amongst the pigeons last weekend mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see some exciting chess moves don't you just think it put the pigeon amongst the pigeons that's what I think it's done all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just put another pigeon there. I, no and I love the fact that I always refer to it, that meme of Dylan White knocked out. <laughs> there you go. Looking like the pigeon on the curb. <laughs> I think it's my favourite meme. That's what got blocked, wasn't it? Ever. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, I'm blocked by Eddie Hearn. Are you? What did yeah, you say? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is the worst thing. Probably you know you get blocked really nice. by someone and you, you have no idea why. Yeah, Carl Froch has blocked us. Yeah, but we only figured that out when we went to say happy birthday to him. Yeah, uh, Paul when Smith. we were first starting, wasn't it? Paul Smith has blocked us. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're not anybody if you're not blocked by Paul Smith. I don't think I'm blocked by Paul Smith. No, my I'm personal blocked by Eddie Hearn. Nah. But the th- right, so you know that people people who block you say, "Oh God, stop! Leave me alone! I can't even see your tweets." And I'm saying, "Well, stop blocking me because I can just go to my other account and look at your tweets." Yeah. It's so stupid the whole. Anyway. 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 Right, we'll sign out there because, like I said, the quality's long gone now. Yeah. It's it's gone out the window. We will be back next week. I believe David should be back next week. Will he? The weather's getting good next the week. The weather's though. getting good. We're going to try and get Jez in next week as well because he's got some um, some interesting fights coming up now. He's obviously looking to get his Southern Area title shot, which is, was uh, postponed previously. And, um, yeah, Dwight won't be back for another week or so. I like that um, Jez has got a deal with us and Conor Ben's got a deal with Reebok. So and he's going to get his Southern Area before Conor Ben fights for anything. <sighs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I can. I just said it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. All right, then. Yeah, so we'll try and get him in for next week. Mm-hmm. Dave should be back. Dwight's off in Barbados getting hella black right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll just wait for him to get back and uh, we'll reconvene next week. Cool. So thanks for listening. Uh, interact with us on Twitter as you always do, where it'll be one of usually either I or Sean talking absolute shit about a lot of people Mm. and we'll be back next week peace my style is impetuous my defense is impregnable and I'm just ferocious I want your heart I want to eat your children Forward. That's how we do.